podcast. It's a schmodcast. It's a podcast. On location. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, what are those fucking bird noises? I don't know. It was so quiet while we were testing before recording. And as soon as we pushed the little red button, whatever the hell this is started Just chirping. started. Guys, this is a podcast called Schmodcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. This is episode 30. Can you believe? Called Safari So Goody. (laughs) (laughs) We are in South Africa on vacation with some of our most beloved. And Rebecca, why don't for our little intro, why don't you just describe to our listeners, paint a word picture. Where Mm. where are we sitting right Mm. now? So we're staying at this cool family-owned and operated lodge and just um, past reception, there's this little quiet pond and it's just like greenery, noisy birds, beautiful mm-hmm. yellow flowers, and this nice little bench, just one bench made one for bench. two, looking at the pond. We're recording in a slightly different fashion than we normally do, so if the audio's all fucked up, which is different than normal, because normally the audio it's is flawless. great. flawless. But if it's different this time... Oh, no. I'm going to be distracted because there's fish in the pond. Oh, I my just God. Noticed. No, keep going. But the audio's good. Okay, yeah. Anyway, if the audio's <laughs> fucked up, that's why. The con- If the content is fucked up, it's because Rebecca's distracted. Jet lag. Can we blame it on that no. still? We've been in South Africa for over a week. Okay. Pre-jet lag? Yeah. Just <laughs> vacation brain. <laughs> How That's about what that? It is. It's just vacation brain. The the unbelievable relaxation that comes from being totally unplugged for over a week. Oh gosh, yeah. Has rendered me mm, average, less than average thinking. It's less than your average level of thinking, which for a human being is still probably above average. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So we spent a few days in Cape Town, had an amazing time. Our uncles and my mom joined us. And now we're at Kruger National Park doing safari, which is why the title of this episode is Safari So Goody. And it's especially perfect because we're not totally done yet. We still have a little more trip. Yeah. We have a couple nights left, but we thought we should go ahead and do a little recording on location just to share this amazing trip with y'all. So the way this episode is going to work, we're recording this little intro And then um, we're going to separate and interview some of our travel companions. And then we'll regroup probably a different day. We'll come back together, listen to those interviews with each other, and then record the rest of the episode. So you're getting a little sneak preview as the intro right now. But we're not going to post it until it's all together, right? Yeah. So you won't know that. You won't know any of that. I don't know why I'm telling (laughs) you. That's insider look backstage. (laughs) We really do like letting you know how the sausage is made. How the schmoshage is schmade. <laughs> yep, that was perfect. Okay, so Rebecca, mm. what have been some highlights of the trip for you so far? Tell me about that. Oh, gosh. I mean, there's there's almost too many to even flip through. Okay, give me one highlight and one low light. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, one one highlight has just been the actual safari. I think we, we all have our own expectations, but... Straight out the gate, within the first hour, we saw, like, an overwhelming amount of wildlife. Uh-huh. I I just, I had thought we would be, like, hours and hours and maybe see, like, one thing and then hours and hours. Because it's this huge, 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 huge park. Um, but no, the animals just all came out basically on the road themselves. to greet to Immediately. Greet so that was a major highlight among many highlights. A low light. Mm, 
kind of don't have any. Well, how about when we tried to go scuba diving and it was bullshit? I'm still kind of grateful for that. Okay, yeah, but yeah. tell us about that. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, it was shite. So <laughs> um, we, 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 we've been anticipating this amazing scuba dive adventure south of Cape Town in a town called Simonstown, which for any of uh, my octopus teacher fans, that's where that guy filmed mm-hmm. his documentary. And, we're, so we were like, we're going to go to yeah. octopus school. Like, yeah, it's going to be a maze. And, um, and then, so there, we booked this thing where it's like seals and then a kelp forest. Mm-hmm. There are two, two, tank, two dives, two different dives on the same day. And everything's looking good, even though it's by the Cape of Good Hope, which is also known as Cape of Storm. So the weather be, can be kind of unpredictable. But we got to the dive shop and they were like, looking good, y'all. Cool, cool, cool. We have to put on not just one wetsuit, but a wetsuit. Oh, my God. Like the boots, thickest wetsuit you've ever gloves, seen. Gloves and a hood, which means the water is cold. And then they hand yeah. us, like, another wetsuit that, that has a hood on it. They called it, like, a like a chicken, chicken suit. suit. It's just a double wetsuit. And that means water is super cold. And as yeah. a reminder, we live in Hawaii where it's not cold. It's not cold there. Mm-mm. So anyways, all right. So we got that bullshit on. We're on the boat. We go out for our tour and then as soon as we get to where the dive spot is they're like mm, it's really bad diving they're like you can't get in the water that's not good it's not safe so that was disappointing but then they were like well we can do this shore dive yeah. back back at the dive shop where you just were boated out for an hour we'll boat back and then you can dive there and we're like mm, okay we didn't want to take off all that gear without having gotten the and water this was our only time there was to no dive other day we could because dove. of airplanes if you'll remember our episode before about the mm-hmm. bends mm-hmm. you can't jump on an airplane right after you dive so this was our one and only shot so we're like we're gonna do it we had like bought a new gopro for this shit yeah we which came... i forgot in the hotel everybody we didn't even bring it <laughs> <laughs> because of all the jet lag yeah pain. but just to say that we'd been thinking and preparing I'm for excited this for this and uh yeah so we we get in the water and it's it's cold i i just realized that like i don't like diving in suboptimal conditions like i'm that's why i'm like grateful We're for fair it. weather scoopers i'm glad i know that i won't immediately die in suboptimal conditions like the, my goggles were foggy. I had a hood and gloves. So you can't really work your gear as well mm-hmm. as fingers. And the water was so cold that like little little bits of cold water would shoot through my suit, like down my spine. Oh, God. Just get me. Um, and then, uh, but so at first it was really interesting because there's all this kelp and we don't have a lot of that where we normally dive. But then, and oh, millions and millions of starfish, which was very oh, yeah, cool. Very cool starfish. And then, and then well, we as just, the dive we like continued. Weren't, we, we weren't very deep. We weren't very deep, so it was like kind of a little bit hard to stay down. And another thing we learned: we're fair weather divers, and um, I don't like diving with fucking strangers that are gonna touch me. Yeah, I think we need to do an interview of our potential <laughs> diving dive friends companions because we have to be like, are you shit? Like, are you gonna kick us in the this face? This is like the third time that we've been underwater with strangers. Accident? who can't control their own bodies and end up either right above, right underneath, or right behind us for mm-hmm. half of the dive. So that also happens. And just like in normal etiquette, when you're like standing kind of next to a stranger or someone you just met, you don't put your body on, on them. On their body. Right? I There's, mean, if any of you do, please let us know, but we're pretty sure that's not I feel pretty etiquette. confident that's not usual. Yeah. Certainly not normal where I live. Uh, they were doing that under the water. And there's yeah. a little bit of grace because you, you have to People check your buoyancy and there's currents yeah. and stuff. But, so... 
one time, you know, shame on me or whatever. Two times, shame on your face. You know that face. <laughs> I know that one. You know that one. That one that George W. Bush also got correct. So that's something you and W. have in common. That's the meanest thing you've ever said. It's not the meanest thing I've ever said. And it is not the meanest thing I'll ever say. Wow. Well, but you know what I mean. They get a little grace if they sort yeah. of get you one time. But this person was perpetually on top, like all under, over me. all around. Constantly swimming between me and Rachel. And we're supposed to be buddies, which is and like a whole a other thing. there was a lot of current, thing. too. And then you guys, you guys, listen, like, like a few minutes, basically before the dive was going to end, our visibility got so fucking bad that we could not see like two feet in front of us. And Rebecca and I were separated and she ended up with the dive master surfacing and they all just left me. Yep. And I was like signaling, pointing back to be like, does Rachel know we're surfacing? And it's underwater, so you can't just use your words. You're using hands, gestures, (laughs) and they're wearing gloves, so who knows how clear that was signed. But I kept pointing back to Rachel to be like, is she like okay? And from what I could tell, the dive master was like, yeah, yeah, she's good. So we come up, and I'm up at the surface for maybe 30 seconds, feels like 20 hours. It was a thousand years. I put my mask back on and looked down to see you. And I then, know. And then I saw you swimming closer. So I, I had like, been okay. given, I had been handed a flashlight and told to go through this like cool, like kelp rock <laughs> formation thing. And like there were starfish and cool things. And I come out and I see the dive master and I'm like, do you want your flashlight back? And he's like, stay here with his hands. That's what he said. Yeah. And then he <laughs> left and everyone else left. And I was still there all alone and I couldn't see two feet in front of me. She was all alone <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Don't mind me. Don't mind me. <laughs> So anyway, the dive was bullshit. I did find them. I, I, um, I, I decided not to wait there because I didn't have any confidence that anyone was coming back for me, which mm-hmm. normally you should stay put. But I knew I was really close to the surface, and I just came um, in the general direction that they went, and I surfaced and found them. It was totally fine. But we were like, are we going to pretend that this was fun? No, we're not going to pretend it's fun. We're just like, we're like... We were like being real positive like we do lucky girl syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think it wasn't even a few hours later that I was like... We were eating lunch. I was, was like, like one hour not, later. We're not going to keep pretending that that was a good dive, are we? And we were like, nope, it wasn't. Nope, it was not fun. <laughs> there were things I'm glad we saw. Yes, I'm still glad we did it. And I like next time I'll know certain things I don't want to do. Or just preparing ourselves even that, like, it's okay for some of the dives to be bullshit. We tried. It didn't end up being good. And it costs, like, 50 bucks each or something stupid. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. And that included lunch, y'all. So fancy. Okay. So that was our low light. I'm sorry to just start things off so negative. You know how negative I am. (laughs) (laughs) Our lives are just so rich. Oh, well, one another little positive, though, to bring it back around, Mm. was on that same dive, we we got to see a mermaid's purse, which is another name for Mm -hmm. what... Sharks lay their eggs in a little yeah, pouch. We saw, we saw almost going to be hatched sharks. Babies. And a jellyfish. We did see a jellyfish. The jelly was cool, and it didn't sting anybody. Mm-mm. Yeah. We couldn't if it wanted to. We were wearing couldn't have. five inches of neoprene. Yeah. Anyway. Um, in um, Above ground, mm. we saw tropical penguins. Yeah, with pink eyeshadow. That are uh, so cute. And our two uncles and our my mom who came to join us were significantly delayed. They experienced what my uncle lovingly referred to as travel hell <laughs> um, with really shitty flights out of Kansas and Texas. But they arrived. Yep. Even eventually all their luggage arrived. Yep. 
which was also great. And everyone got over that really fast. Everybody had really good, good moods and good mm-hmm. attitudes about that. What's another, so maybe one more highlight from Cape Town for you? Mm. I think just like doing that um that guided tour where we got to go see bocap and all of the colored oh, yeah, houses the houses and learning a little bit more i mean we knew some of the history of apartheid in cape town and just how it had been colonized by the dutch but like getting to actually have people that were from there talk to us a little bit more about all of that yeah. and then it ended on table mountain we got to ride a gondola Right yeah, on up to the car. foggiest place I've ever been. It was very foggy, but um, we stuck it out, and eventually the clouds cleared enough for us to see the sunset. I think the bow thing, people might like this, actually. I hadn't ever thought about it this way. There's this whole neighborhood in Cape Town that the Dutch colonizers lived in, and it was a whites-only neighborhood, and all the houses were in this, like, Dutch style and were painted white and cream colors. Mm -hmm. And then um, once the neighborhood was integrated, mostly people of color who were living there were still renters. It was still, like, illegal for them to, like, own these houses or whatever. And eventually, once apartheid ended and people could own the homes themselves, that's when they painted them all a multitude of super bright colors Mm -hmm. as a celebration of freedom and saying, like, this is mine. I get to live here. And I get to do whatever I want with it. Yeah, and so I think I've always really liked those kinds of neighborhoods that are really brightly colored, but I never had a good story behind it. And I'm going to tell myself that story behind all, like, pink and turquoise and Mm -hmm. golden and sunshine and lime green and fuchsia and lavender houses we ever see from now on. Yeah, so they're just... Freedom. They're free. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really nice way to look at it. I like that. I like that. Mm, it's good. I really like that. What about you? Do you have a highlight or a low oh, light? Oh, gosh. I think I've already given mine kind of For throughout this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, well, oh, another highlight. Y'all will not freaking believe how accommodating and helpful every single person has been that we have met so far. Lucky girl syndrome. But when we landed after flying all the way from the other side of the world in Hawaii, so tired, mm-hmm. so groggy, no real plan for food, etc. We landed at like 5 p.m. and had a ride waiting for us. It took an hour to get to the bed and breakfast where we were staying. The sweetest proprietor in the whole world. Oh, God. Ugh, Sharon. Yeah, South Sharon African Mary Poppins. was waiting for us. And this woman, y'all, had prepared dinner for us in case we were hungry. She had left a thermos of hot soup in our room. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Just thought you might be hungry. When you said you were coming from Hawaii, I thought maybe you, you wouldn't really have a plan and you'd be very tired and hungry. And she had left out all these delicious breads and fruits mm-hmm. and soup. And I almost cried. It was the nicest thing. Yeah, it was it was so so thoughtful. And then as she was like essentially tucking us in, <laughs> making sure we had everything, um, she even offered to give us a ride to the scuba. She place did. She drove us the next morning. We to hadn't scuba. figured that out yet either. We were like, we more we're, Uber we or whatever. We'll just get an Uber. And she's like, well, you can. I'm I'm driving to town. If you'd like a ride, we were like, is this weird? Okay. It was lovely. Amazing. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. God, she's the best. Okay, y'all. So um, that's a little little tidbits about our trip so far. So far, he's goody. <laughs> and we're going to be back to in the next little bit that you'll be hearing will be two interviews. I believe uh, Rebecca will interview Uncle Tim, mm-hmm. and I'm going to interview Marmy. And so that's coming right up for y'all. What a treat. Bye. Bye. Hi, Mom. 
Hi, Rachel. <laughs> so um, this is one of the first times we've done an interview as part of our podcast. Definitely the first time we've done an interview in person. And while Rebecca is off interviewing Uncle Tim, I'm excited to be here with you. I'm so honored. <laughs> so for our listeners, you may have heard us sometimes talk about Marmy. That's my mom, Beth, who I'm sitting with right now in Kruger, South Africa. And we're just going to talk a little bit about what our trip has been like so far. Okay, I got to remind myself of the questions. Okay, when you go home, how do you think you will describe this trip to people who ask? Oh my. Um, well, to me, it was, it is fantastic. It is um, a dream come true. Uh, much more amazing than I had even dreamt about. Mm -hmm. uh, learned lots and lots of things. Uh, I'm a little nervous about going back to the Kansas City Zoo because <laughs> now I've seen these animals mm -hmm. free and doing everything that they wanted in the wild. So I'll probably also have a hard time driving down the street and not be looking for yeah. animals that are hidden in trees, etc. We've spent so much time like <laughs> just creening, um, looking for things in the wild. You're right. It'll be mm -hmm. funny um, driving because we already kind of do that at home too. Look at that squirrel. Look at that That's bird. That's true. You know? yep. Yep. Yeah. Is there anything that you've seen um, so far on the safari that was like a big wow for you? What, what was maybe a highlight, something really special you've seen? Uh, I would say that immediately when we got into the park, we saw animals. And then the fact that we saw cheetahs. I didn't know before yeah. we saw the cheetahs that it's highly unusual to see the cheetahs. And these three were just right by the side of the road. They seemed interested in us, or at least keeping an eye on us, that we were going to stay in the vehicle. They started to mosey. Mm -hmm away go in front of our vehicle and did cross the street but they were just beyond belief stunning fun. and it was like yeah. right when we, it was the one of the first yeah. things we saw on this safari yep. and was the most amazing thing yeah. yeah three of them so beautiful spectacular fabulous yeah. yes what made this trip i know um you don't have like a lot of bucket list trips like no. you're very content and mm -hmm. Um, what, this was a bit of a bucket list for you, right? I actually, you're right. I don't have a bucket list and I never would have put it on a bucket list because I didn't think I would ever be able to do it. I know you're supposed to put things on a bucket list, um, that, that you would like to have those as a goal and make it, but I, I never would have imagined being able to be here mm -hmm. and I almost wasn't here. Oh my gosh, do you want to tell people just very briefly how, what happened with your travels? So when I was leaving Kansas City on Thursday, last week Thursday, I um, had a flight, got out to the airport, the requisite or the requested three hours ahead of time, but my I didn't get to, there's big storms, so throughout the hours I was... Um, my flight would be delayed, then it would be canceled, then I'd be put on another one, and then that one would be delayed, mm -hmm. and then I got on another one. So I finally got on a plane at 11 o'clock at night, and immediately they told us that everything was stopped in Dallas. So I didn't arrive to Dallas until 1 o'clock in the morning, and then I still had to reschedule because I had mm -hmm. already missed 
my flights. And this was just the first leg of a long trip. The first yeah. leg of a long trip and first time that I ever had to sleep overnight in an air, <laughs> airport. So, you know, another experience. And I certainly wasn't alone. There were lots <laughs> of people there. Uh, so, you know, it was a, a little bit of a challenge and very frustrating at the time, but no real harm done. I arrived in South Africa about six hours late, Six hours late, after I originally think. intended, but a yeah. much more arduous journey. Yes, yes. That included long customer service lines. You were supposed to be traveling with our uncles and instead yep. were alone. You had to switch airlines yep. from what you originally were booked on. Uh-huh. It was mess. But you made it. Was it worth it? I made it? it. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> then I, we all had a sense of humor about it because it had messed up their schedules, too. And we just moved forward. Yeah. I right away said, I think this is the kerfluffles we're going to have for the trip. And then now they're done. Yeah. <laughs> you had such a good attitude about it, too. I, I know that there were parts during your travel that you probably felt more despair than you um, admitted. But I'm really kind of a baby about those things. I will get really quickly exacerbated by travel delays. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I didn't... Um, Maybe for 10 seconds at a time, I would say, maybe I should just go back home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was almost overwhelming, mm-hmm. but it was Stuff totally, like totally worth it to stick with it and, and get here. I was yeah. impressed what a good mood you arrived in and that when your luggage didn't arrive, you were just... <laughs> that was fine. another thing. We'll go get more clothes. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So my luggage had already gotten checked onto a flight that I didn't get onto. So then, <laughs> and the airlines, because I changed airlines Several for times. one of the <laughs> legs. Yeah. Um, we weren't sure where it was, but, uh, and it didn't, it wasn't in the airport when I got here, yeah. but the next day it showed it. up, Rachel and Rebecca figured it out, got it from the airport. I've never been so happy to see my luggage. <laughs> no, we yeah. took a selfie with the bag. <laughs> I think that's actually the album cover of our photo album oh, so far. Riot. And it's just because it was the first photo we took and shared. But yeah. it was really funny that like that's that's the that was the highlight of the trip the yeah. first couple of days. And that is a great example of why they tell you to if there's anything you can't live without Mm -hmm. you need to have it in your carry-on so all of my medications were with me yeah oh and Rebecca learned a good tip from this experience because she was googling stuff and one of the things she learned tip for everybody out there schmodcast tip um if you if your bag gets lost and it's the tag has been removed from it not just the actual tag you put with your name and phone number but sometimes the actual the like airport label with the barcode could get damaged or removed if you're trying to identify lost luggage they will eventually um, catalog everything that's inside so it's really helpful if you put something sort of strange in there or very identifiable so a bright yellow rain jacket right on top a unicorn stuffed animal um you know three bags of skittles <laughs> whatever it may be that helps it because so many bags look similar so yeah. um i think i'm gonna just start putting my name and home city home airport and um contact information yeah. on a on a laminated card inside my suitcase yeah. just in and, case and big enough that it's yeah anybody like would find right it. on top yeah. yeah 
Yellow paper would be good too. Bright, or bright orange. paper, rainbows, yeah. a goblin on it. I don't know, something yeah. identifiable. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, thanks. Well, Rebecca had it, but I'm going to take yeah. credit because she's not here right now. She's good. She's good. <laughs> okay, one more question for you from um, our safari because, mm-hmm. you know, this episode is called, I'm sorry, episode is called Safari So Goody. So we wanted to share some things from the safari. And I was wondering if you could recount for us what baby animals have we seen so far? Oh, I'm or not... the most, the, I guess, some of the most um, remarkable babies, because we've seen a lot of babies. Yeah. Uh, we saw two lion cubs. Mm-hmm. We saw. They were probably less than a month old, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got, to, we hardly saw them the first time, but then we ran into them again. And very, very, very clearly got to see them. We saw an elephant that was probably a month old. Yep, about a month. We saw a giraffe that still had its umbilical cord. Um, might have been five days old, but mm-hmm. it, it was still attached. Uh, the two hyenas. Two baby giraffes. Two different ones on yeah. two different days. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And a... Um, the hyenas had babies, and mm-hmm. they were right by the road, so they were fun to watch. There were two, and he said one of them might be about four weeks old because its spots were coming in, but the other one didn't have spots yet, so right. it had to be younger than that. Yeah, so we think that both of the adults that were with them were mothers, each having one mm-hmm. young one. Um, Gosh, what else? Oh, I we saw just... lots of um, imp- impalas. Impala babies, yeah, zebra yeah. babies. Yeah. Little ones, not teeny tiny. We saw water buffalo babies, yep. the Cape buffalo. But some of those were just really impressive mm-hmm. little, little babies. Yep. The giraffe, the elephant, the hyena, yeah, and the lion cubs were really spectacular. They were, yeah. And yeah. I never I never thought about that at all before mm-hmm. the trip, but it was super cool. Yeah, super cool. I'm so impressed. Yeah. So we still actually have a couple nights left, so we're recording this a little preemptively, but uh, I think we can say it was a really good trip. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. For sure. So far, so grady, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. I'd encourage anyone to try to take this trip and just make it happen yeah. because it's fabulous. Traveling is such a privilege, which is part of why we can keep a good attitude when we get delayed etc is recognizing we are not entitled to this it is a huge privilege to be able to do something like this and it's just so wonderful that um we really think it's worth it if any of you can reach for your bucket list things too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah thanks mom thanks for being on the podcast thanks for having me bye well I figured we'd just start up with some warm-up questions to get ourselves in the mood. Okay. Uh, what is your name? I'm Tim. Don't you mean Tim? Tim. <laughs> You're already so famous on the schmod, everyone's losing their minds. That's right, folks. Tim's here with us. Now, we're, we're here on safari. Safari so goody. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, out of our group... Who do you think has either the best safari outfit or the cutest safari outfit? Hmm. Well, we all did a really good job, but I guess I'm partial to uh, Mark, my husband. Mm-hmm. I, I think with his little red uh, bandana and his um, fedora-type um, Indiana Jones hat, I loved it. I thought that was cute. I liked all the little like zippers and buttons on his shirt, too. Yes. 
That was really nice. Okay, well, I guess I'll let you pick Mark as your favorite. I was hoping it'd be me. <laughs> well, like I said, everybody did a great job, and it was so much fun yeah. that we all had, you know. But I also love the fact that we had matching T-shirts that one day. That yeah. was a really great safari outfit. Yeah. And probably more of a vacation outfit because, that you know, that was our vacation thing. Yeah. And the safari was, you know, our khakis and all that the khakis and the hats and stuff but i loved yeah. our matching shirts well we wanted to make matching shirts um because we thought we would embarrass y'all but then you took to them no and i like them <laughs> because they're since they're just a plain cotton tee we can wear them to the grocery store yes. or for you signing autographs later after this podcast <laughs> is aired now speaking of the fans that's what we call any people that have ever listened to this fans with a z Z, yes i know when you go home how do you think you're going to describe this trip to your fans oh gosh it exceeded all expectations mm. it's just i mean it's hard not to be cliche i mean isn't it with words like um magical and spiritual and uh, but i mean at times it was moving uh, mm -hmm. you know even to the point of tears because there's so much beauty and so much wonder mm -hmm. you don't really know uh, how to um, contain it all in your yeah. happiness yeah <laughs> well and I'm, I'm tearing up right now as you talk about it because i was just remembering this morning's sunrise where oh, I, know. I had thought you know we've all seen those you know movies or documentaries of like you know the safari middle of nowhere that how large the sun is coming up over the horizon yes. and i had just assumed that was like with a filter and somebody had like some kind of magic camera no no it was actually what it looked like it was it's like a piece of fruit you, get, you know a peach or an orange Huge, or something you yes. could look right at it without burning your eyes and it just looked like you know this beautiful color just this mm -hmm. glowing orb in the sky yeah it was gorgeous it was nice. and that was just one of so many breathtaking things that we got to see Oh, well, one thing that was maybe breathtaking, but in kind of a negative way, was our um, elephants trumpeting at us today. And I was wondering if you would <laughs> tell our fans about that exciting little story, a little tidbit yes. for them. And I don't even think that was a negative. I loved every minute of it. And I think maybe some people in the Jeep were um, concerned that maybe they, that we were going to get rammed by a, an elephant. But I was kind of like... This is exciting. <laughs> yeah, which is why I want but, you to tell the story. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, for people who have been to any of the national parks in the United States, and and people are, spot some wildlife, be it a moose or a bear or something, the cars always stop, and everybody knows that there's been a sighting, and and there you're allowed to get out of the car. But people get out of the car and they look, and everybody's kind of taking pictures, and it's kind of a neat thing. Well, the same thing happens here in Kruger, except that you can't get out of your car, but when you see other jeep, other jeeps and things jammed up in one location, you know there's been a sighting. And that happened this morning. We came upon, you know, three or four other jeeps and various cars looking. And then we figured out that we were, like, in the middle of, like, 15 or 20 mm. elephants on either side of the jeep. And uh, so, you know, everybody on each side of the Jeep had this great view of elephants. And at one point, one elephant kind of charged the other side of the road at Jeep. And we were like going, wow. And our guide said, you know, there's, he's angry. He's, well, no, he didn't really say angry. He, he said he's, he's kind of concerned that there are so many cars. Mm -hmm. he, we've, we've aggravated him to the point of he wants to tell us to get out of here. So we should probably get out of here. Yep. <laughs> but we were blocked in. We couldn't back up or go forward. And so people had to start uh, moving their Jeeps. And then all of a sudden, 
those of us in our Jeep looked out the other side while our guide, Jeffrey, was looking out uh, the side of the original elephant that was charging. And he was speaking with a guide mm -hmm. and his attention was on his guide. And then those of us on our side of the van, uh, the Jeep, were looking out and here comes a nice, big, beautiful bull out, of the, <coughs> out from behind a tree and he comes up and he pulls out his ears and looks really big and mm -hmm. and we're like going uh jeffrey <laughs> jeffrey <laughs> you know to get his attention like you need to pay attention to this side because he's getting ready to charge and then he really did he didn't charge but he just raised up his trunk and just gave this nice beautiful trumpet like look how big i am and get out of here please and it was really quite exciting and that got <laughs> jeffrey's attention and we did begin to move a little bit backwards but um that was that was very exciting i, I thought it was great well and then later he was like well i wasn't gonna worry unless it was what was it a large female yeah like yeah that that was just a, a regular sized bull yeah look <laughs> looked pretty big to me uh, <laughs> i mean he had big ears and tusks you know and he was looking right at us like you know i would i would knock that jeep over in just a little bit if yeah, you let me and just for comparison's <laughs> sake we're in like a an 11 person jeep large tall extended cab like yeah. the roof is raised so you could stand up in your seat and this elephant is that same size right so just, <laughs> and he's <laughs> even sitting he's even kind of standing up a little um on a on the bank of the road if you will mm -hmm. so he's elevated and kind of you know even taller than we are mm -hmm. <laughs> he made some very serious eye contact with a couple of us in the back <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm. I, and that, I think Rachel even stopped recording. I was recording it, and I think Rachel was too. She stopped <laughs> recording, and like scooted all the way to the other side of her bench. Like I can't get as far away in this jeep. <laughs> like that would help if he knocks us over. But um, it was kind of kind of comical. But I wasn't scared even. I, I never did fear for my safety. I thought it was kind of kind of. Well, exciting. that's that's good to hear, and actually, that'll help me reframe it a little bit for myself because I was one of the scaredies. <laughs> but it was funny when we, we were so we were saying um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> and so I would actually like to nominate this for your consideration as a new family act. Um, oh, yeah. That it's called a Jeffrey moment, oh, and yes. it's when you're in a group of people <laughs> and no one else is concerned but you are. Yeah. You're, and you're just like, Je Jeffrey? Um, Je Jeffrey? Yes, nobody has noticed something is about to happen. <laughs> Jeffrey, we're having a Jeffrey moment. That's called a Jeffrey moment. And when you spell it, I would like there to be an exclamation point after Jeffrey. Yes, and for some reason when I hear, you know, I have a brother named Jeffrey. Oh, right. And his name is spelled with a J. But for some reason, and I've never seen Jeffrey, our guide's name, um, printed. But I've always visualized it with a G. Oh, like kind of like G -E -O -F -R -E -Y, British. G-E-O-F-R-E-Y, Jeffrey. Oh, Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but I, maybe that could be our Jeffrey moment. That's how we're going to spell it, with, with a G, G. I agree. It can't be any other way. <laughs> well, part of the reason this particular episode is called Safari So Goody is because we are still in the middle of our vacation. We have a little bit left to go. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you're hoping will happen with our last 36 hours together? Oh, goodness. We're looking forward to? Oh, we've had so much already. Um, I still would love, you know, we have one more chance to go to the safari tomorrow, mm -hmm. to the park for safari, and I would love to see a leopard mm -hmm. or any big cat, really. Um, that would be, you know, just the cherry on the top. But um, 
Yeah. I don't know. It would be hard to think of anything because that would mean something's been missing, and I, I haven't missed anything. It's just all been so perfect. We've been so lucky. We've seen so much more than we even thought we would. Yes. But I think I, w- I would also really love it if the park gave us a leopard sighting tomorrow. Yes. That'd yes. be really nice. Yes. All right. Well, before we leave, we can't let you go without asking, do you have a favorite familect from the Schmod? Well, I do. It's um, it's always been episode. I always get, you know, <laughs> so fun. But I think I have a new one now because I happened to be there when um, Mark coined Safari So Goody. And it happened so organically. And he was just trying to be so cute. And everybody knew immediately that that was going to be the title of the next podcast. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a great way for a family like to happen is just organically and yeah. spontaneously. You're so right. And um, for for everybody, you know, he, Mark is here. And just like that elusive leopard, we're hoping <laughs> to get him to record a bit on the episode. But yeah. we'll see. Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, thank you, TM. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Beep bop, beep bop, boop. Beep bop, beep bop, boop, boop, beep. Aloha. (laughs) Are we still allowed to say aloha from South Africa? You know, um, yes, because I just did. Okay. And one thing I haven't even talked to you about is one of the places we stayed, somebody greeted us with a good day. Good day. And I was like, are we in Australia? Good day. No, we're in South Africa. What did you say back? I didn't say anything because they were talking to Jeffrey, our driver. Good day. Good day. That's nice. Yeah, so that's how... We should start doing that. We should... You know what? Can you edit it so that that's how we start? No. Mm. I mean, I could. I'm not going to. No, this was perfect. This was absolutely perfect. Y'all, it is our last couple hours in South Africa. Rebecca and I just listened to our recordings with Tim and Marmy, and I don't know what else there is to say. Rebecca, how are you feeling? It's bittersweet. I I wish we had another 300 days to travel with these companions Mm -hmm. and explore South Africa, Cape Town in particular. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of also ready to to get back to Ruby and head back to the mainland a little bit. What about you? How do you feel? Uh, You know, limbo. Like, I I could stay here for a lot longer. And also, it's like all good things come to an end. And I have another adventure up next. I'm headed to Morocco. So I'm really excited about that. See some old friends. I don't really want to work, though. Oh, God, no. Yeah, don't tell our work, but we're going to phone that in. (sighs) Yeah. That's not not important. Mm. Except for that... The paychecks really help us go do go these do this stuff. That's the problem. Yeah. I hate capitalism, and I love it. <sighs> yeah. That's well, good. okay. Well, we'll do we'll do a good job. Don't worry, bosses. Don't worry, guys. It's be fine. Couple takeaways from our little interviews. Um, I said exacerbated when I meant exasperated. Sorry about that. Don't know how to fix that. Jet lag, probably. Yeah, probably. Mm. Safari brain. Yeah. Also, I would love if everyone would start using the word kerfluffle. Yeah. Marmy used that, and I think that's an awesome way to say, like, a little problem that we just got over. Yeah, it's a softer kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. It's a kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when you're doing something luxurious and it doesn't go according to plan. Oh, that's great. Kerfuffle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think, end of Uncle Tim's interview, you, he was saying he hoped he would see big cats on our last day of safari. Rebecca, you want to tell us what happened? Oh, my goodness. Well, we were driving, driving, driving. Jeffrey, our driver, was like on so the hunt. So sad. He's like, Where, "Where's the leopards?" I know he was. He was doing everything he could to deliver a leopard, which those are the most elusive cat. And then, instead, way better bonus, he found 
uh, pride of lions that had just taken some game down. They were in the bushes. You heard this like growling. Oh man, it was like so scary. And then perfect impression, Rachel. And then out of the bush came these two cubs that were playing with each other like cats do, like little kittens. Yeah, they were older than the first cubs we had seen, than the little ones Marmee talked about. They said um, three to four months, but Mm -hmm. they, I mean, they must have been like 80 pounds. They came just like right by Big boys, except they were girls. And they climbed a tree right in front of us, and our driver, Jeffrey, saved a white lady from being murdered by them. That's right, because, so what you're not supposed to do ever, ever, ever is get out of the car. Mm -hmm. And that means, like, pulling your body and sitting up on the window ledge. She was, like, hanging out the window. Well, what she didn't know, because across the way, she was taking pictures of the two... Two kit, two kittens in the tree. Behind her was another cat. And Jeffrey lion. was like, "Get back in! Do not do this! This is not allowed!" And we were like, "Yes, Jeffrey." And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "There is a lion right behind you." She learned her lesson, folks, and we saved a life. Well, we helped Jeffrey save a life. Yeah, we we get in like an RBI. Mm-hmm. Yes, an uh, LBI, a life batted in. I don't know. We'll mm. work on that. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's too too much to do right now spontaneously. Yeah, an alley-oop. It's a lot of... Per- oh, an alley-oop is perfect. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, so it was... I don't know if it was better than a leopard, because I'm not convinced leopards exist um, after this I'm safari. pretty sure that they... Somebody comes out and, like, puts leopard prints in the dust, because we mm-hmm. saw a lot of leopard prints. That's true. And it's just to get tourists like us to come back a second time. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, and if we had seen clever. everything, we'd have no reason to come back, so I am glad we got at least one I more thing. I would definitely come back, even if we had seen everything. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> Just that sounded better to yeah. say it like that. Yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was a lovely, it was really good. lovely Cape last Cape Town day. is really good, y'all. Um, this stuff, it's just, it's all really good. Everybody's so helpful and nice, like, mm-hmm. I know that's kind of true a lot of places we travel, but I just feel like it's exceptionally welcoming in Cape Town. I don't know. Yeah, there just there just seems to be a lot, a lot of pride in them sharing their beautiful country with us. Yeah. Like not, and, and sometimes there's like service industry stuff where people are really kind because they're trying to upsell you or they're trying to like mm-hmm. do some sort of service. This really just felt like um, it felt good, genuine. Yeah, yeah, it was really lovely. So now we got to go. We got to go catch a plane. Um, We're going to, our little, final little outro, we did not fully interview Uncle Mark, but we did get a little voice clip from him with some advice for me. So we're going to end the episode with a couple wise words from Uncle Mark. And we'll see you guys in a few weeks whenever we figure out when we can schmodcast again. Sorry about that. Not sorry. We're we're living rich. (laughs) Rich. So So rich. rich. (laughs) Beep bop, boop bop, bop, beep beep. Rachel, I think you should watch an old television recording of Joan Baez and Bob Dylan singing and speaking at Martin Luther King's March on Washington. I think it would help you with your bad attitude about Bob Dylan. This has been a Rebetchel production. Proud sponsors of Rebetchel B-Day Extravaganza. Doing.